complete and radical acceptance of human nature. I accept that Caleb Hammer and all the creators who make misogynistic content are merely responding to the hunger of the masses for misogynistic content because they are misogynists. I accept that the women who consent to their public humiliation, their public degradation as proxy for the rest of womanhood, to be degraded by Caleb as a proxy for all of manhood, to exert their financial and moral superiority over women, these women who consent to this public humiliation and degradation, they're just moving in their own best interests. They're making a livelihood for themselves. They're getting their bag and I wanna love it for them even though I'm struggling too. I accept that the rabid masses of misogynistic men supporting and celebrating and spreading this content, they number in the hundreds of thousands, in the millions, as evidenced by Caleb's following and other content creators like him. I completely and radically accept all of this, but I don't have to be a part of it. And you don't have to either. Hey, bestie. Welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group podcast where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing your own bag. I'm your host, Elle, and let's get into it. On today's episode, we are talking about how women hating, aka misogyny, is trending and what that says about how our current society sees women. We will be using Caleb Hammer's financial audit videos, specifically the titles and thumbnails, as a prime example of how misogyny is trendy. Because misogyny is unfortunately still very deeply ingrained in our culture. We will also get into how men pit us women against each other by making an example of certain women who quote unquote deserve the misogyny, the public humiliation and degradation because of their behavior, life choices, or chosen profession. But newsflash, misogyny towards certain women of ill repute is still misogyny no matter which way you twist it. And before the no nuance Nellies get into the comments about how Caleb Hammer's videos are so successful and he gets all these views and he's doing just fine, that's the point, okay? That is the point. What does it say about our society when misogynistic thumbnails and titles get a lot of attention? Okay, this video is less about Caleb Hammer or his content or his team or his thumbnails or his titles. It's more about the people who support and popularize his content. And more importantly, the women who consume this content and internalize the misogyny from this type of content, okay? Content creators are a mirror to society and what society celebrates. So on top of the misogynistic content itself being alarming, it is the proliferation of said misogynistic content that is alarming, okay? There's the content in itself, but the fact that it is so popular, that's what's alarming. Because if misogynistic content like this is what we celebrate as a society, us women are in for a world of hurt, okay? No nuance, Nelly. Sit in front of the class annoying. This is why I don't care to cater to misogynistic men, why men aren't even allowed in our spoiled girly support group, because I've seen what they cheer for. I've seen what they celebrate, okay? Boo me, because I don't want to be celebrated by misogynistic men, okay? Stay mad and stay lonely. We have a lot to cover, but before we get into it, I need you to hit the like, subscribe, and the notification bell so you never miss a spoiled girly episode. With that being said, let's get into it. Like I said, this video is less about Caleb Hammer and his content, but more about the popularity of the content. So this class wouldn't be complete if I didn't give you a behind the scenes sneak peek of how content creators make content. Like I said, content creators are a mirror to society and what society celebrates. 
So let's do a little dive into how content creators respond to their audiences and how popular content mirrors their audience. As someone who is thoroughly fascinated by social media and analytics, I love analyzing people's YouTube channels. So as I mentioned at the beginning, content creators are a mirror to what society celebrates, what society craves, what society is literally foaming at the mouth for. Okay, the best creators respond to the vibe and the cues. I know the influence, I know the impact, and I know the vibes. And the girlies love the vibes. I know the vibes, like that's the vibe, okay? Like the best content creators are here for the vibe. And maybe they get ahead of the curve, but not too much, okay? I always think, like, I don't know why, like Shara lives rent-free in my head. Like she's my Roman empire. And in the way that it took her nine years to get her flowers, because when she started, people weren't ready for her. Like it was too radical for people. Like it literally took nine years for people to catch up to her. Like she was a pioneer. And obviously she's not perfect, but she did start off a movement of women realizing their own worth. And it took her nine years to get her flowers because she was too ahead of the curve. So what I've noticed is a lot of the most successful content creators, they feel out the vibe and they kind of get a little bit ahead of the vibe, but not too much because you gotta meet people where they're at. So now that you have a little background on how content creation works, let's look at Caleb's videos from five to six months ago. So if you see here, within the about two week range of videos, there's three women and six guys and the titles weren't degrading, it's just basically like descriptive. And then it all changes with this one video. Dumb stripper blows my mind. And the girl has the little horns and you know, she's like made out to be the devil and she has money and all that. Dumb stripper blows my mind. And compared to his other videos within that time frame, it performs about 100% better than the other videos. Except for this one outlier video with 1.3 million views featuring, I'm assuming, a well-known person. So we're gonna exclude that in our analysis. So 695K views versus all the other videos at about 200 to 400K views. And I get it. As a content creator, business person, your audience is telling you that something about this video really resonated with them. They loved it, they clicked it. Like something about this video just did it. Okay, hit the spot. And whenever your audience tells you that via your analytics. If you wanna get more views the next time, you wanna kinda keep the same energy in your next videos. And Caleb Hammer did exactly that. Let's see here. A picture of a woman with a bikini with stupid on the thumbnail. 800K views, okay? Dumb blonde can't get her life together. This time with stupid in the thumbnail. And I'm not the only one who noticed this. Caleb, I don't like repeating myself. I thought we had this conversation. Like, what is this? Her baby daddy didn't let her take birth control? Why is that the clickbait? Let me hit you with some other bangers. Like, she got pregnant, then tanked her credit score. Her baby daddy got her pregnant, then disappeared. Bro. 40-year-old oh. gets an 18-year-old pregnant and ruins her life. So this is the guy who's doing this, right? I don't know. It seems kind of weird, in my opinion. This is his account. And, like, seriously, this is what he's doing. Like this girl right here, I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what I gathered, she's like, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, something like that. Like young, right? And apparently her baby daddy was 38 when she was 18 and she got pregnant. And that's bad. And then using that as like the clickbait to get it, in, it's like trauma. That's like a traumatic event for her. And you're just like, her baby daddy got her pregnant then disappeared. 
40-year-old gets an 18-year-old pregnant and ruins her life. Stop, dude. Like, just stop. Do something that different. Just do something different. Let's get into the comments. Dude's got 900k YouTube subscribers and you're like, do something different. Nah, he's doing just fine. And then someone answered, Wait, so we're not supposed to call out pieces of sh if they are successful? He kinda is though. His whole thing is just condescendingly shaming people for their situation. Let's get into this because this has always ground my gears about being a woman in this world. See how people are so quick to defend financially prolific men. Even when they're doing the wrong things, even when they're doing bad things, even when they're doing harmful things, as long as they make a lot of money doing it, it's totally fine. He has 900k subs, he makes bank, he's doing just fine. But the moment a woman does the same thing, all of a sudden, it's a cash grab, she's a sellout. Oh, she's just doing it for the money. Like, what else are we doing this for? Like, what else is a woman gonna participate in the social media market for? Like, what else is a woman after if she's participating in capitalism? Oh, she's just in it for the money. Of course she's in it for the money. And men are too, okay? All of a sudden, winning in capitalism is only reserved for men, and it's only good if men do it. And being in it for the money is not a good enough intention if a woman does it, okay? And you know what's so insidious? Is that a woman is defending this man for making misogynistic content because he makes a lot of money doing it. Okay, creative Kelly Ann annoying. And one of the reasons too that I wanted to touch on this is because when greater society celebrates women being dunked on online, celebrates women being called dumb and stupid and this and that, it leads to women's internalized misogyny. And creative Kelly Ann over here is a prime example of that. We start to believe the lies that men tell us, okay? This is what people cheer for nowadays, and I'm not about it. And like I always say, we are not getting mad, we are getting paid, okay? Don't get mad, get paid. And I really try to have as much audacity as the average man. Whenever I ask myself, am I qualified? I'm qualified enough. Do I deserve to make money? I sure do. Am I doing the right thing? Well, I have X number of subs, so I probably am, okay? Like, that's the energy we're bringing. That's one of my ins for 2024, is having as much audacity as the average man. Because I should, like, I have a lot to be audacious for. And honestly, I've been audacious. I was born audacious, I was raised audacious. Up until a certain point in my life, when the social policing got to me, I became a little pikmisha. But now I'm back, I'm back into being my original audacious self, okay? Because as women, we have a lot to be audacious for. And all the people who don't have anything to be audacious for, but still have the audacity when they have nothing, like, if they have nothing, they will still have the audacity, okay? So you have a lot to be audacious for, so be audacious. Someone said, He's the new Robbie Harvey, trauma farming, using people's trauma for others' entertainment. She was groomed and coerced, in my opinion. Come on, Caleb. To be a woman is to perform. Men could literally groom you and coerce you and impregnate you and leave you financially destitute, and you will still be blamed for all of that. And then, after all of that, you will be used as an example for how women are inferior to men when it comes to making life decisions, when it comes to making money decisions. Like, where is this energy for the man who groomed her, coerced her, impregnated her, and then left her destitute as a single mother, okay? Where is that same energy, okay? They will victimize you and then blame you for being a victim. And then when you're trying to pick up the pieces, learning how to end your struggle, you are made fun of, called names, for people's entertainment, trauma farmed. That's what pisses me off about this. 
Like, I need to get into my little enclosure after this. Like, I need to calm myself. Like, disgusting. So watch this video while I get into my little enclosure and my meditation app and calm down, okay? Because it's getting me so heated right now. Okay, roll it. An awful, basically ever since I've known him, I was 18 when we met and he was 30. The comments on this video are disgusting. I feel like she's not telling the whole story. Uh, just look at her, I can tell. She just told you all that she was 18 and she met a man that was 38 and that the relationship was awful the whole time and she has kids with him and he's not letting her see them. And rather than have any amount of empathy or try to understand how she could have gotten into this situation, Caleb Hammer's commenters resort to, yep, makes sense, look at her. Ugh, this girl needs help. That kind of vibe. It's disgusting and he doesn't help it. Caleb doesn't actually want to help any of these people. He tries to find people that could give him the best content possible and that's that. He wants to make money off of his content. And it is just so obvious that Caleb is misogynistic, in my opinion. He does not respect women, and his commenters pick up on that, and they also don't. I'm back. Okay, let's get into the comments. Caleb's whole shtick is humiliating his guests while giving not terrible advice. I don't know why folks agree to go on his show. I mean, allegedly. Okay, allegedly. We already talked about it in this class, but basically when women go on these misogynistic podcasts, these shows, a lot of the times they are party to their own humiliation and degradation because they are getting their bag as OF girlies. Like this is marketing for them. It's publicity. And a lot of the people subscribe to this thing where bad publicity is still publicity. So I don't know about that, but a lot of people believe that. And you know what? It does work. Um, it's so annoying, but it works. So on an individual level, yes, absolutely. Get your bag. Use men's misogyny to line your pockets, okay? Stuff your pockets with men's misogyny. But on a greater level, on a more holistic collective level, I don't think it's a net good for women to see other women use themselves as proxy for other women and take the brunt of the public humiliation and degradation. I don't know. I don't think it's my vibe. And like we always say, don't get mad, get paid. Instead of getting mad at Caleb and his team for making misogynistic content, getting mad at the OF girlies for being party to this public humiliation of themselves as proxy for other women, getting mad at the supporters of misogynistic content, the misogynists, just be awake to how all of this is a mirror to our misogynistic society. How misogyny has been so normalized that we don't even bat an eye whenever we come across it. Like, oh, it's normal. Dumb women, stupid women making all these dumb decisions that men victimize them into making. And being awake to this fact that a lot of men are misogynists and misogyny is so normalized in our society, it just helps decenter men. And separating from the vast majority of men becomes increasingly attractive day by day. Someone commented, they know what they're getting into. Also, tough love is not humiliating. If you can't take criticism for your clearly bad actions, then you're a baby. I knew someone would bring this up and obviously it's a man. This is exactly why we don't have guy friends. They are so mean to each other. And then they wonder why they don't have deep, meaningful friendships. They wonder why they have a loneliness epidemic, why they are dropping themselves like flies. They're really out here making us feel abnormal for not accepting tough love. Uh, no. Tough love is not embarrassing, humiliating, trauma farming you for views, okay? That's not tough love, that's degradation. And if y'all are okay with that, you're okay with that. But we don't have to be okay with it if we're not okay with it. I am so tired of people who 
live in dysfunction, tell people who refuse to accept the dysfunction that the dysfunction is okay. That's gaslighting. Like that is not okay. Like if someone spoke to me in that way, I would no longer speak to them. Like that's not normal. That's not tough love. Okay. And honestly, love is kind. Love is gentle. Love is true. Love is not tough. If love has to be tough, that's not love. That's a trauma bond. Okay. And tough love, it means being honest with someone, even though it's not what they want to hear, but the delivery still has to be coming from a place of love. Okay. So that's tough love. Get annoying. That comment section is so icky. OMG didn't pass the vibe check. Poor thing that would break my heart every day. Sick. His commenters are as sick as he is. Agreed. Disgusting. Her story is heartbreaking. As we already talked about in this class, stop taking advice from men. And here's another layer. If it's a woman, check the comments. If there's a lot of men in there saying, gotta protect this one, finally, a woman with sense. If you see a lot of that in a woman's comment section, that place is not for you, okay? There's a reason why we are so protective of our little space here, even at the expense of having a wide reach. Because I know, deleting certain people's comments that don't align with ours, if you know how the algorithm works, the more people comment on your video, it tells the platform that your video is very engaging, is controversial, and they want to push it out so that they would get more views and therefore more ad revenue. Okay, so that's just how that works. I feel like this class is really peeling back the layers on how content creation works, but I want you to know how that works so that you could be more aware. Okay, and us deleting certain comments from a certain population on here, it's not good for the analytics, but it's just so nice to have a girlies only space where you don't see any of that negativity, where it's a support group vibes, literally. Like the reason why it's called a support group, not a debate class, because we already know what we vibe with, what we resonate with. So we're not here to fight, like we're done fighting. We're lover girls. Like we're here just to love on each other, okay? That's the vibe. So I want you to develop your discernment whenever you consume content. Look at the comments. Look who is in the comments, okay? Who is the content creator catering her content too. There's a reason why we are so protective of the girliness of this space because I want the spoiled girlies to know that they're not alone, that they're not crazy, that everyone else is just trying to gaslight us into accepting dysfunction in our life. You're not too sensitive for not accepting tough love. You are not alone. Plenty of women think like you. And hopefully that gives us the courage to make better life choices for ourselves with the knowledge that thousands and soon to be hundreds of thousands of women are rooting for you, okay? That you can detach from the male gaze, that as much as possible, because I know it's impossible to 100% do it, that you can decenter men, that you no longer have to cater to men to make your way in the world, and doing so actually harms you, that friendships with men are dangerous and nothing compares with the bond women have with each other. Like all these women with men in their comment section, they're men supporters. There's plenty of women making that type of content when they're just a mouthpiece for men. Like, so I really need you to wake up to that, okay? Best to wake up. Back to the main topic, there is nothing we can do about other people's actions. You will make yourself so miserable trying to control other people. Like we are so done getting mad at things. Men are disappointing, women are disappointing, people are disappointing. And the vibe is 
complete and radical acceptance of human nature. To get upset or try to alter them is futile. It will only make them bitter and resentful. Better to accept such people as one accepts the thorns on a rose. Better to observe and accumulate knowledge on human nature as one accumulates knowledge in the sciences. In executing this strategy, Franklin noticed how free he was from any feelings of bitterness or anger towards Keimer. It was all maneuvers on a chessboard, and by thinking inside Keimer, he was able to play the game to perfection with a clear and level head. Like, do you get the vibe now? We are doing something big here. And I don't know what it is, but it's something, okay? For so long, we have been caught in this cycle of getting mad and having that anger and resentment prevent us from making the choices that we needed to make for ourselves. For so long, everyone else is counting on us to get mad for them, for their causes, for their issues. Like, what about them? We are done getting mad and manipulated because we're mad. Like there's a reason why all these things are designed to make you mad. Pointing out that if you're not mad, you're heartless, you're cold, you're selfish, you're this and that. Like there's a point when you realize that your anger is a tool and it's a tool that you use to control others. Up until you realize that you cannot really control others. There are a lot of things way beyond your control and being angry at them does absolutely nothing except decrease the quality of your enjoyment of life. At the end of the day, being mad doesn't benefit you and it doesn't benefit the people around you because anger is such a powerful emotion and it clouds your judgment and it makes you so much more easily manipulated, okay? When people know exactly what will make you mad, knowing what you will do, knowing that you are out of your discernment when you are mad, they will make you mad on purpose so that you no longer have to think, so that they already know exactly what you're gonna do when you get mad, okay? Easily mad, easily manipulated, and that's why we always say, don't get mad, get paid. Anger is not our tool anymore, okay? It's discernment. Discernment is our new tool. Complete and radical acceptance of human nature. I accept that Caleb Hammer and all the creators who make misogynistic content are merely responding to the hunger of the masses for misogynistic content because they are misogynists. I accept that the women who consent to their public humiliation, their public degradation as proxy for the rest of womanhood, to be degraded by Caleb as a proxy for all of manhood, to exert their financial and moral superiority over women, these women who consent to this public humiliation and degradation, they're just moving in their own best interests. They're making a livelihood for themselves. They're getting their bag and I wanna love it for them even though I'm struggling too. I accept that the rabid masses of misogynistic men supporting and celebrating and spreading this content, they number in the hundreds of thousands, in the millions, as evidenced by Caleb's following and other content creators like him. I completely and radically accept all of this, but I don't have to be a part of it. And you don't have to either. And before the Nonumas Nellies, whine in the comments about how we're too pessimistic, we're too nihilistic, and we're just winning in an inherently perverse system. First of all, the MO is malicious compliance. Watch them change the rules when we start winning. We've tried all the other MOs, and so far we have gained some traction, but at the end of the day, women are still being dunked on, women are still being publicly humiliated and degraded, okay? So we're trying a new MO. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then we change our MO, okay? But for the time being, this is the MO, malicious compliance. And second, are you for real? You are on the Barbie-esque deprogramming section of the internet. This channel was born out of the moral imperative to combat the misogynistic content that women face online every day. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but that's the vibe. And I am so thankful to you for being here. Even the no nuance Nellies. That's why I tell you to sit in front of the class because there's space 
for all of us here. But if you don't get with the vibe, then you don't get with the vibe that is your prerogative. Like I said, complete and radical acceptance of human nature. But if you vibe with us, you can sit with us, you know? And I really love how all the spoiled girlies gather in the comments and support each other. Like it really is a support group. And by doing so, we are helping other women see that other women think like them, other women believe in the things that they believe in, that they're not alone, okay? And this channel is a work in progress, okay? We are evolving together. And speaking of evolving, I've been reading this book, What We Owe to Each Other by TM Scanlon. I've been working through this issue, this dilemma about the OF girlies and the women who make content catering to misogynistic men, okay? I'm revisiting my stance on the OF girlies and the women who cater to misogynistic men. The book explores how we judge whether an action is morally right or wrong on an individual level and on a greater collective level. And when it comes to the OF girlies and the women catering to misogynistic men, I move between, yes girl, I get that bag. And then, oh no, that's not. I, I move between that. And honestly, I still don't have an answer. But maybe after this quote that I'm going to read you, we can think about it and then talk about it. Let me read you the quote. According to the version of contractualism that I am advancing here, our thinking about right and wrong is structured by a different kind of motivation, namely the aim of finding principles that others, insofar as they too have this aim, could not reasonably reject. This gives us a direct reason to be concerned with other people's point of view, not because we might, for all we know, actually be them, or because we might occupy their position in some other possible world, but in order to find principles that they, as well as we, have reason to accept. It is the appeal to the notion of reasonableness rather than rationality. We live in such a hyper-individualistic culture but a lot of the times, the things that we do to benefit ourselves may also benefit others or may harm others, even though it benefits ourselves. In this dilemma, women who participate in their own degradation as proxy for other women of all womanhood, they are acting in their own best interests, but on a greater level, they are harming women as a whole. But it brings us to this question of how much of the self do we sacrifice for the collective? Exactly what do we owe each other? Do the OF girlies and the women who make misogynistic content, do they owe us positive portrayals of women in media at the expense of their career, at the expense of their livelihood? Do they owe us that? Do we owe them respect for their career choices? Do we owe each other conversations about the reasons why we do the things we do, the reasons why we feel the way we feel? Do these content creators who profit off of men's misogyny owe us women anything? Do they owe us to stop participating in something that we deem a collective evil? So, I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Anyway, I want to leave you with something more positive. We are now at a point when we're transcending individualism and collectivism, so two ends of the spectrum, and more leaning into individuation. And I know that's such like a big word, but it's basically pursuing your true self, not at the expense of others, but also not at the mercy of others. So you have individualism here, collectivism here, and I want to say individuation is like above that and in the middle because you're taking into account everything, but at the same time, you are pursuing your own unique path. And it is a process that never ends. Like we're no longer living for others as in collectivism, but we are also not profiting at the expense of others, as is the case with individualism. Divesting the self of the false wrappings of the persona and the suggestive power of the collective unconscious. And I don't know, I kind of vibe with that, okay? There's no outro. I've kept you long enough. Thank you so much for joining me here. And as always, bestie, wake up. <laughs>